0: Now here's your host, John Frenay, with this week's local business spotlight. Well, we're here in Industrial Park and I really kind of thought I was
1: going to be like center stage with a spotlight or something here, but we're here with Nicole Kelch who is the artistic director for the Ballet Theater of Maryland. How are you?
2: I'm good. How are you?
1: Awesome, man. This is uh well, here we are. We're in the middle of June and I guess you guys are getting ready for your season coming up.
2: We are. Um, before the season, we actually have a five-week summer intensive for students, so we're actually gearing up for that starting on Monday.
1: Oh, that's fun.
2: Yeah, so we'll have students here in the studios uh, nine to four every day, and then we also have evening classes as well starting on
1: Monday. Well, i the Ballet Theater of Maryland is one of four, did I get that right, four yeah. resident companies at Maryland Hall, which is the Annapolis Symphony and Annapolis Opera. Uh, and Live Arts Maryland, which is our corral mm-hmm. as well as the ballet theater. And you guys have been, I moved here in 96, and if I remember you guys were always here then. What's the history of the ballet theater in Maryland?
2: Yes, we are actually about to start our 45th season, so that's a big one for us.
1: You don't look a day over 25.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and I've, well, I've been here for, um, I think it's been 18 years now, um, We were founded by Edward Stewart, and uh, we were a resident company from the inception of the resident companies. Um, And then Diana Cuado was the artistic director after Eddie, and she was my mentor. And when she retired, I...
1: I remember speaking with her probably eight or nine years ago with Ion Annapolis. We did some photographs up here, and I think you were... uh, you were dancing at the time. Yes. <laughs> dancing at the time. Now, the Ballet Theatre of Maryland is a professional organization, correct? Yes. Uh, I mean, this is not little Sally down the street because she dances real well and come down and, and tiptoe on the stage or anything like that, right? You guys are professional dancers.
2: We are, yes. Uh, the The professional company has 35 dancers, and then we have... Um, between 10 and 12 trainees each year, which they're kind of making the bridge between a student and professional. So they work some in the school and some with the company during the day. And most of those dancers have moved here from out of state, although we do have a few that come from in-state. And they are all over the age of 18. But then we also have our conservatory, and we train students from age 2 through adult in our conservatory.
1: I had no idea that the depth of the organization was mm-hmm. that. Well, I guess to a degree, I mean, you you typically have about four productions per season. Yes. I mean, I guess you've got to find other outlets to, to fill in the time, the rest when you're not Actually, performing. And, and I realize that there's a lot more that goes into the, the two days of. Uh, yes. Yeah, come on. I mean, it's like the teachers, right? It's like, come on, you only work nine months a year.
2: Right. No. <laughs> so. it, yeah, it takes about uh, five to six weeks to put a production together. But in that time, we're working on a lot of other things. We have a lot of outreach initiatives that we're working on right now, trying to build our community partnerships and make sure that uh, ballet is accessible to everyone in the community.
1: It's awesome. Well, I'll tell you now. What is it? You you are the artistic director, mm-hmm. and is Ballet Theater of Maryland is a nonprofit? Yes. Okay, so if we make contributions and support them and tickets and everything, else, well, tickets aren't, but uh, that is tax deductible yes. stuff. But what is the difference between an artistic director and an executive director?
2: So um, technically, my title is both of those. Okay, uh, although. Artistic director is the one that in the dance world, I suppose, is more like readily uh, known or accessible. Uh, so okay. artistic director, as the artistic director, I make um, the decisions on the artistic side about uh, what dancers to hire, um, what productions will be doing, what the costumes will look like, what the sets will look like, the backdrops. Um, all of those sorts of things. And then the executive director side is... Um... That's where you shake people down for money. Yeah, pretty much.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's, let's call a spade a spade here, okay? <laughs> and, and sending ticket prices and, yes, and, and yes. everything else that goes on there. I, I've got you. I've got you now. Well, what what is your background? I mean, you said you've been here for 18 years, yes. and you've obviously not been the artistic director because Diana had retired, uh, yes. what about... Six years ago?
2: No, it's only been three. It's only been three? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. She uh, retired right as COVID was like kind of like in that time.
1: Maybe a smart woman.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I guess she had the foresight, right? <laughs> <laughs> or something or other there. Um, so I went to Point Park University in Pittsburgh. Um, I kind of fast tracked and graduated. What university? In Point Park.
1: Point. As in, like ballet point.
2: No, no, okay. they I'm have. See, look, um, look, look, look at my knowledge on ballet. <laughs> my gosh, they have a park uh, at the point where three the three the rivers, rivers come together, and it's called Point Park, and the oh, university okay. is named after that. Um, it's a well known for the, their dance program and uh, as well as acting and things like that. So, um, I did. I got my bachelor's degree in three years there, and then I went out and started trying to find my my place in the dance world. Um, I danced for a company in South Carolina, and then one in Georgia, and one in Connecticut before I came here.
1: Okay. So, I mean, was it hard to make the switch? Of, I mean, I'm assuming that when you were in South Carolina and Georgia and Connecticut, you were a— a dancer yes <laughs> you were you that was that you weren't shaking people down for money no. you weren't making co- <laughs> you know costume right decisions or anything mm-hmm. like that was it difficult to make your move from being a dancer and you were a dancer here yes so was it difficult to make the move from being i'll say purely a dancer into the whole administrative and you know big kahuna role
2: um so i would say that To a big extent, Diana was preparing me before I even knew she was preparing me (laughs) to step into the role. So um, I had been running the school for probably almost 10 years by the time um, she retired and watching her very closely. She started bringing me into like meetings um, and just, you know, so that I would see what she did day to day and, and, You know, so that was very helpful. And so, um, you know, the transition happened during COVID. So that kind of just like threw everything that I would have thought out the window. Yeah. Just completely blew up
1: everything. But (laughs) to me, that's got to probably be a sort of a blessing in disguise in hindsight because you were able now to sort of reform the organization mm-hmm. the way that you want. Mm-hmm. And you also probably had to turn around and figure out how to run in the organization. Yeah. Uh, you, uh, you know, I'm assuming that you did not close the doors No. Uh, on March 20th of 2020 mm-hmm. and say, Oh, well, we'll see you in 2020.
2: Right. <laughs> <You know? laughs> right. I mean, we all thought
1: it was going to be two weeks, but it was. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, we immediately started doing class for the company on zoom because it's, you know, The artists are, they work together so closely. They're like a team. And so we wanted to try to keep them as connected as possible. And also it's really hard when that, when what you do every day is sort of like just taken from you, you know, like that's, they're active in their, like for their lifestyle. it's, it's, It's their life. Yeah. And so we, we wanted to try to keep that as much as possible. We also started our classes for the school right away on Zoom. I forget how exactly it came down, but, um, we assessed that we would be able to dance if we were outside. So we built an outdoor studio out here in the parking lot,
1: (laughs) an amusing video, (laughs) a bunch of ballerinas out in the parking lot. Yeah. Um,
2: yeah. And so we were able to bring the company back in for classes and have a summer intensive, although class sizes were limited. And obviously, it's outside in the middle of summer in Annapolis. So we had to do everything pretty early in the day. Right. Uh, but we weren't able to be in the studio, really. So. That
1: makes sense. That makes sense. Just out of curiosity, I mean, I don't know where this came into my mind just a couple seconds ago, but you were talking about when Diana retired and... You've been here for 18 years or something like that, and uh, probably the wrong phrase, but I mean, with an a- with an athlete, with a pro football player or a baseball player, and I mean, let's face it, you guys are athletes, okay? You're not, mm-hmm. you know, t- tippy-tippy-toe across the, the stage. Uh, there's a lot that goes into it. What is the lifespan, wrong word, but of a, of a dancer? Sure.
2: So it really depends on the individual dancer um, and their body everybody's body sort of ages at a different rate and so it just depends and then you know um it's hard to start a family when you're when you're a dancer um in a small company you know some of the bigger companies in like new york city or san francisco they have a lot of infrastructure to support dancers who have children um we're a smaller company we don't as much so if a dancer wants to start their family. You know, they'll often transition. Um, we're, I'm certainly not against a dancer having a child and still continuing to dance. It's just a hard balance to find with the hours that they work and things Sugar like that. Growing
1: everything, <laughs> <laughs> I'll go on record with that. <laughs> they put a cramp in every lifestyle.
2: <laughs> but um, so it's things like that that will sort of um, make a dancer want to create a transition for themselves and. Um all of the dancers da- work a second job. And so that's also uh it can be tiring, you know. Um
1: Sure, sure I imagine that. Yeah. So. Now you say all the dance most of the dancers work a second job. Mm-hmm. Is that is that standard whether you're here in Annapolis or whether you're up in New York or in or is, uh,
2: mm, not always. The really large companies no. They'll be just dancing and then their hours will be longer. Um So we try to make the hours for the dancers so that they can work that second job. Um,
1: And I'd imagine a dancer in New York is probably making a little bit more money than a a dancer (laughs) in here. So it it makes it a little bit different there.
2: Yeah.
1: Well, let's talk about the season. Your season is kicking off in October, I believe. Uh, As far as the Performances, yes. Performances. The ones where Mm -hmm. the public will go to Maryland Hall and see uh, the full. And and I, I do love, I hate to diss the opera. But the opera really confuses me because you've got the whole language thing mm-hmm. and um, also with the subtitles or the supertitles that they put over there and trying to follow everything and put it together for me and my, the way I think is so difficult. That's why I like ballet. I was at, saw Hamilton this weekend up in New York and it was very similar because, I mean, they're, they're singing all the time. Mm-hmm. And part of the times I'm like, OK, well, I need to focus on what they're saying in the rap. Okay, I'm getting this. I'm getting this. But then I want to look up and see what's happening the action on the stage and my girlfriend was like, "Are you asleep?" I'm like, "No, I'm concentrating. Leave me." <laughs> <laughs> you know, leave me alone. I'm missed missed half of the songs and I missed half of the action. So, um but what so what shows are we bringing to Annapolis in 2023, 2024?
2: In October we'll be doing the Firebird. With music by Stravinsky, um, so that's a really wonderful one that a lot of people know. Um, we'll be doing the Nutcracker, of course, in December.
1: Is that like tying your shoes?
2: Um, a little, a little, a
1: little bit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, can we can we put Nicole on the stage blindfolded?
2: Um, probably. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank yes. you,
1: thank you, thank you. I mean, I mean, nineteen years. I'm, I'm assuming you've got a couple. I mean, that's. <laughs> That's not a good spring production. I mean, it shows up every December, so.
2: <laughs> yes. Um, but it is it is a fun one. It's actually the reason that I started dancing was the Nutcracker. Oh, really? I, yep. My mom took me when I was three, and I told her at the end of the show that someday I was going to be Clara.
1: And what did she say?
2: She said, okay, we'll put you in classes.
1: <laughs> okay. And have have
2: you played Clara? Many, many years, yes.
1: That's awesome. (laughs) Yes. That's awesome. Well, what comes after uh, The Nutcracker in December? And the dates for Firebird are October 13th to the 15th? Yes. And then you've got um, The Nutcracker, December 9th through 10th and 16th and 17th as well.
2: And then we have Momentum, which is our mixed bill performance, uh, February 23rd and 24th. And that is a show that we're really kind of building as a a vehicle for the dancers in the company to showcase um, another side of themselves. So they choreograph most of that show.
1: Do most of your dancers... I mean, ballet is its own subgenre of dance. Do most of your dancers... Are they pure ballet dancers? So, I mean, you get some that may get into jazz and modern and...
2: Yes. Oh, that's neat. Yeah, And, and that show is... Is not as classical um, typically as our others. So it really kind of um, gives a different side of the dancer and a different side of the ballet in that show. And it's, it's okay. a really fun one. Okay. And then uh, in April, April 26th and 27th, we have The Sleeping Beauty.
1: Ah, a classic. Yes. <laughs> a, a classic there. Now, is four productions about right for a. A, I don't want to say a region, but a, a non-major yeah. mm-hmm. city type of a product.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's pretty pretty typical. Mm-hmm.
1: That's cool. How how do we support ballet theater? Now, first of all, before we get too far into it, but BalletMaryland.org dot yes. org is a wonderful website because you you <laughs> are spelled theater with the r e reversed, and we don't even need to get into that in the website. Okay, so yes. it's just maryland dot org makes mm-hmm. it nice and easy. Yes, uh, I mean, how can we support you?
2: Attend shows. Um, cheer loudly yes very loudly (laughs) no
1: okay okay you've done this for 19 years you've played clara the whole nine yards there am i the jerk if i don't bring like flowers to throw up or give to you guys at the end of the
2: not at all no okay (laughs) no um the the support of the audience through you know applause and cheers and just having the energy in the room of a full audience is really just everything that a dancer needs
1: does the awkward clap throw you guys off like there's a pause in the action or something like that and the audience goes is it over? I don't know. Okay, we gonna...
2: we kind of expect that if there's a long pause in the in the music that there might, you know, that there's likely to be applause. Um but we try we try to keep it going and moving so that
1: <laughs> season tickets, we can purchase season tickets for all. I mean, I mean this is yes. not a, a huge commitment like the Orioles where we're, we're buying, you know, 88 games or whatever it may be.
2: Yes, our season tickets are definitely, um, you know, if you plan to see more than one show, it's the best way to uh, save money and see as much of the ballet as you'd like. Um, Does that give you the same seat? Yes, you can. Well, you can choose your seat when you purchase your subscription. It gives you um, the ability to choose your seat for each show. So, yes, if you want the same seat, you can choose for each production. Very
1: cool. Well, that's on org as well. Do you use volunteers, or is you all? Do your dancers swing hammers to build your sets?
2: They do. Um, <laughs> wow, I- the dancers do so much. Um, we have a costume team. They built a hundred costumes for our last show, Don Quixote. New costumes, uh, they're amazing. Uh, they volunteer for the load-ins, for the load-outs into the theater, um, and yes, we are always looking for volunteers who um, can just lend a little bit of time and help out.
1: BalletMaryland.org is again where you want to go there. Now, I've got a question for you as we start to wrap up a little bit. Okay, you said you started dancing, well, you started dreaming at three. Yes. Uh, dancing shortly thereafter, probably not as well as you danced today. <laughs> Let's say when you're 21 to getting out of college and uh, you realize that this is your, your career and all of a sudden you – literally broke your leg and it was a it was a real bad one you couldn't dance anymore. What would you be doing?
2: Wow. Uh well I could probably still teach ballet, but if I so when I was not sure whether in like high school when I wasn't sure what path I was taking, I was looking at either uh chemistry or being a veterinarian.
1: Wow. Yeah. Wow, there's some there's some, there's some swings in that, uh-huh. in that pendulum there. <laughs> yep. <laughs> a chemist, a vet, or a ballet dancer? Uh-huh. You found your calling.
2: I did. Yes.
1: That's awesome. You've been with Ballet Theater of Maryland for 18 years, but have you? Or in 18, 19 years? Have we? you you've been in Annapolis that long, or were you?
2: Yes. Uh. Yeah. At one point, I lived in Glen Burnie, but okay. Mostly, I've lived in Annapolis. You love it down here. I do.
1: Yeah. It's home.
2: It is. Yeah. Ever gonna leave? Probably not. Probably not. <laughs>
1: Well, I think it's in good hands. Uh, it sounds like it's in good hands there for sure. Um, I was on your website, and I saw that you have like a um, – it's a little blurb about Graysonville. What's the deal yes. with that?
2: Yes. So in – I believe it was 2021, um, I was approached by a woman named Jean Marie who ran Jean Marie um, Dance Studio, and she was retiring and was looking for an organization to continue like – working with her students. And so we absorbed her school into Ballet Theater of Maryland. And it's officially now Ballet Theater of Maryland Conservatory.
1: Um, in Graysonville? Is, yes. is there a physical location mm-hmm. in Graysonville? Yes, And for those that are wondering where Graysonville is, that's Kent Island.
2: Yes. <laughs> <You> know,
1: <laughs> you know, they uh, Over there. I, I love to go over there. Restaurants are over there. Yes, awesome. it's beautiful it's, over it's there. It's great mm-hmm. over there. And, you know, I also noticed that, I mean, this is a giant effort on your part. I mean, I look at, you've got... All sorts of different people, and it probably makes a lot of sense. I mean, you've got the creative types that are working on the creative stuff, and then uh, even though you oversee the creative as well as mm-hmm. the money shakedown thing, but you've got others that are support mm-hmm. staff and everything else. Yes. I mean, uh, it take how many employees do you guys have, or you know that are that are running this thing? I mean, does how much? How many people does it take to do this?
2: So we actually have a very small staff, and uh, aside from me, they are all dancers. So
1: so all that big old list of names there those these are these are dancers that are doing double duty, yes, and these men and women are yeah, it's an, an amazing team, yeah, they're troopers. What's the most surprising thing that most people don't know about ballet in general?
2: I think that it really is uh about the life experience dance, and so although. You may think that it's going to be boring or, you know, not very exciting. Um, it's really, even if it's a fluffy fairy tale, um, our dancers in our company bring real life and heart to it. And so, a lot of times when people see a show that they think that they didn't, they weren't going to like ballet. Um, in quotes, right, right. <laughs> um, they walk out and are like, oh, I didn't know it could be like that. I didn't know that I would enjoy it.
1: And then they're coming back next year. Yes. And then next year and yes. the next year. Is there anything that is the most surprising to most people about Ballet Theater of Maryland? I mean, my I, probably, I, I've gotten a lot of surprises in the last half hour.
2: <laughs> probably um, the number of dancers that we have and... Um, how much we do with a small staff and that the whole staff is dancers. They really, truly care about making sure that our art form gets to the community. They care about the organization. They care about Annapolis. And um, they move here and it becomes their home.
1: And the dancers, are they here, I mean, year after year after year? I mean, I know that the opera brings in some people that float in and float out. And there's some, the symphony will bring in some people and they'll house them with some people and then they'll float back off to wherever they go into the symphony land.
2: So they move here for at least a year. Um, Most of them have been with me now for um, several years, every once in a while, you know, someone's life changes or they, you know, but um, our, our core group has been here uh, since I became artistic director and, yeah, this is their home, and and actually, a lot of them, even if they stop dancing, don't move away from Annapolis. We still have some that, you the know, the city is beautiful. I mean, yeah. why,
1: why would you want to anyway? But right, <laughs> you know, okay, in, in some sort of demented world, if I wanted to dance ballet, mm-hmm. uh, you would would you expect a commitment of a year for me? <laughs> is that no? I mean, I mean, is that is that what is that what is that sort of what the expectation um, is coming down to that so I'm going to do a full season for
2: a pro- yes for the professionals yes they sign a it's a thirty week contract but with layoffs in between certain shows. shows so but uh, yes they and, they move here and
1: yeah and you said about five to six weeks of preparation on the yes. On the show, and that's not that—that's soup to nuts, right? That's not just the dancing and the choreography. Right. That, that's the the set building and the costume design. Well, some
2: the, of that is starting like now, even for our April show. So. Um, right.
1: Yeah. And and I imagine the Nutcracker. You probably have some costumes yes. that are that are ready to go. There. What's your favorite role that you've ever played?
2: Mm, probably Juliet and Romeo and Juliet. Why? The drama.
1: Okay. just <laughs> does, does drama follow Nicole? <laughs>
2: No. <laughs> no, I try to stay as far away from the drama as possible. But
1: <laughs> Well, I'll tell you, thank you so much for telling us a lot more about Ballet Theatre of Maryland. And again, you want to go to BalletMaryland.org, and Maryland is all spelled out. Um, contribute, volunteer if you can, but the easiest way to do it is to go see one of the productions that are coming up. Uh, October 13th to the 15th is Firebird Nutcracker is December it's two weekends the 9th and the 10th and the 16th and the 17th these are all at Maryland Hall right yes Uh, and then you've got momentum in February 23rd and 24th and Sleeping Beauty in April 26th and 27th of 2024 and I never thought I'd live to see 2020 (laughs) (laughs) like wow unbelievable Um, but thank you so much for your time today and I would be remiss in saying that we're going to see each other two times this week because we're both going to be at this tribute to leadership at the Leadership Anne Arundel wrap-up for the year, and you're in the class of 23? Yes. Is that? So was that a good experience for you?
2: A wonderful experience.
0: Awesome.
1: Well, it'll be fun to see you on Thursday night, and thank you so much.
2: Thank you.
0: Thanks for listening to this week's Local Business Spotlight. Please make sure to visit ionanapolis.net for all your local news, events, and opinion.